0: Hi everybody! Welcome to the Mediocre Conversations with Tom and Drew podcast. I'm Tom,
1: and I'm Drew, and this is the only ge- podcast where we will guarantee mediocrity, much like what you just heard. Trying to get my buddy to spit out his water, he didn't go for it.
0: Is that why you rushed it? A little bit. All right.
1: Yeah, but uh, didn't work. That's all right. We have to take the shots we're given. <laughs> That's right. Much uh, like Andor Segway Champion. Nailed it. Yeah. I've been Is that uh, what we're talking about today? I've been researching uh Segways. So uh, I think we are talking. What else would we talk about, Tom? Oh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, open to how it. How are you I doing? Just, just didn't know what like
0: mm. Now, yeah, let's I'm, do Andor.
1: Okay. Whew. gonna talk about the thing i planned for for a week
0: all right hooray so episode 11 yeah is out
1: last wednesday
0: since last wednesday right i always wait till forever to the last I minute do. to watch them typically it's not
1: frustrating at all
0: <laughs> see yeah. and because it's not frustrating that's how i'll continue to operate good um, so spoilers if you haven't watched that, although you knew what you were getting into when you came here.
1: This is uh spoiler your show. Yeah.
0: Um we're just gonna get this out of the way. Email us mediocre conversations at gmail dot com. Go ahead and pop over there. We'll try and get to your emails. We just have so many coming in. From one I, think person.
1: Had, I think we had two from last week, so
0: yeah. Yeah. It's busy over here at uh Mediocre Incorporated.
1: You know, if we didn't have jobs and lives, it might be a mild inconvenience to our time.
0: So we were discussing right before we started recording that this episode was meh.
1: Seems like a lot of setup. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a lot. Of, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of nuance going on here that will. That maybe will mean more. Uh But there are a few things that happened. First of all, there's some interesting things. So, the episode is called Mother of Feryx.
1: Right? Yes. Daughter daughter of Feryx? Daughter of Feryx. Is it daughter? Episode episode 11. Oh,
0: daughter of Feryx. Okay. Fuck. All right. That's okay. Presumably talking about Marva.
1: I mean... But then, the only other woman I would know on Ferrex that would could fit that bill would be Bix, but she seems to be pretty much ruined at this point. Yeah,
0: but when they're in the in the apartment, yeah, they mention another daughter of Ferrex, I believe.
1: So there is an organization, I believe, called the Daughters of Ferrex, which is kind of like. From what I could tell, at least, it seems like if there's someone That's... who passes on, they kind of mm. handle those responsibilities, and so we do learn of an interesting custom. Yeah, on Ferrix, uh, do you want to take that one?
0: Apparently, on Ferrix, which I, I'm—I guess I'm not sure if this is true for everybody, every resident of Ferrix, but certainly, I imagine the important people. The when you die. Two days later, apparently they uh, melt you down and turn you into a brick yep. to then be put into a wall,
1: which um, seems kind of, in a way, I would say, like very interesting. Like you're a part of the future of Ferrex in that way for for a long yeah. time at least. Yeah, you know, and in in another way, incredibly mo- uh, morbid
0: yeah a couple a couple of thoughts occur to me first of all sometimes walls get knocked down yeah sometimes walls get taken down. are you gonna feel extra terrible if like your mom's wall is now destroyed or like it really really makes it difficult to uh, remodel too right like you got uh you got hGTV coming in there to do a a fix up or on your house and they're like yeah we're just going to take this wall down and really open up the open up the, uh, the room and you're like, you can't do that. Uh, my family is in that wall. Right.
1: I'm, uh, on board with that idea. Like, I think that, uh, <laughs> I, if, if my relatives were burned and made into cement and then put into the, or into a brick yeah, and then put into a wall and then the empire came down and like now that, we want to open this space up for another room or something like that. I'd be like, "Nah, I'm uh, 100% against that decision."
0: <laughs> I must Either. insist that you don't.
1: You seem to be shitting all over our our rituals and traditions here and we don't Yeah,
0: it it's kind of uh interesting so you you when when you give your life for Felix, you will help it out in a couple different ways.
1: Right? Yeah, this one seems to be more ceremonial than anything else functional yeah i mean like if ferrix is putting up walls i mean how many people are we turning into bricks here yeah i mean it's interesting this is the first time
0: we're learning of it too because we saw a couple people die on ferrix early on yeah we did like bitch boy tim
1: yes he died (laughs) um you think he was turned into a brick i doubt it Maybe. We got any little
0: Timbricks running running around?
1: Timbricks? Huh. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know how that works, but
0: yeah, I wonder if it's an honor or just like a, a utility thing.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's an honor. The thing about mm. this that really got to me in this episode, which has gotten to me the entire show, is that like B two oh, is clearly has emotions
0: that dude's programmed to love okay
1: oh, so uh we have uh cassian's old buddy brasso comes over to check on the yeah. house and b2's plugged into his like recharging port like his little Roomba corner and uh basically asks brasco brasso to spend the night yeah so he's not alone you know like
0: like you you shouldn't tell a droid you shouldn't ask a droid anything first of all right and then if you ask it, it shouldn't say no and it shouldn't negotiate, right?
1: Seem like reasonable assumptions.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this one, he's like, okay, we gotta we gotta approach it gently here. Okay, buddy, just this one time. Well, I'll stay over here, but then you gotta come to my place afterwards, because your your owner is gone now a lot of weird emotional things in this one
1: I think that they have B2 like he's there to symbolize how like he's there to provide like the emotional resonance for like how much loss there is going on
0: yeah like he was upset and, when uh, Cassian was leaving yeah and and now he's obviously upset Marv has gone
1: I feel bad for that. Droid. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like
0: it's it's weird though, right? Like uh There really aren't like K2SO is yeah. jealous and like he he oh. he shows signs of jealousy and and uh anger and and sort of judgment. Yeah. Um I guess C- C3PO, he gets annoyed. He's frightened.
1: Yeah, he gets like, uh, flustered, I would say, quite easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going that way. This way, it's much easier.
0: <laughs> right. See if I can, but, if you are over there. This is like, the worst C3PO person. I, I get calculating. Success odds and probabilities from a robot, but then to be like it's low. Oh no, it's a low probability of success. Right? Like, like,
1: yeah. I mean, like, I don't know why droids and some droids aren't like some droids we've seen.
0: Some don't even talk, right?
1: Some don't like, even talk. Like gonk droids really don't talk. Like the the loader droid from Obi Wan. Yeah, did not talk had emotion very clearly had emotion and so like emotion for droids has always been kind of defined like a personality quirk which Mm -hmm. droids are supposed to go through things routinely called memory wipes like like updating your software basically yeah and uh if they don't they develop these quirks like if you're allowed to continue to evolve like you will become something else right so that's yeah the way that i've always thought about droids that and i doubt that marva's wiping b2's memory oh
0: no certainly not
1: on a regular basis you know like i think that it's more like i like b2 i'm not going to erase his memory so that he's up to the manufacturer's code you know like yeah and then they develop these little quirks and i think those quirks quote-unquote air quotes are how droids mimic emotion whether or not they're actually having them i don't I don't know, but it's uh
0: so you think B2 B2 emo? Yeah um uh, he, he just didn't get defragmented and over a long period longer period of time he just sort of develops these m- these uh mimics of emotion then like it's not I- true emotion, it's just sort of
1: I think that's how, if you were looking for an in-universe answer, I think that's how they would answer it. But for all intents and purposes and for, you know, everything that we're talking about is like an absorbing as viewers or whatever. Yeah. It's that droid has emotions that, I mean, like, and we've talked about before, like droids essentially fill the role that dogs would play in like other cinema. And so like, they're the lovable, easily loves you back they're there to express like the emotion of the scene in a way that like star wars can't otherwise do because star wars very rarely does things like love romance that kind of stuff yeah or even like family connection so when you have droids fill in the blanks ironically for emotion in star wars whether it's c3po or b2 or k2so or name like or wheelie even from the sequel series like yeah um it's just something that they're not asking the the actors and actresses who are in the roles that were there you know bought the tickets for yeah to do you know but like i think it would be less of a good story if they weren't in it
0: sure It, it fills out i mean it fills out the uh universe quite a a bit right there's and there's endless things that you can do with them so then b2 is just uh just supposed to show us the sadness then that's all he's for
1: i that's what i would i would go down swinging on that that hill so you don't think
0: he actually is sad
1: well i mean schrodinger's droid i guess like uh to be honest like if i if i said like the in-universe answer is that he doesn't actually have emotions, but me sitting there crying because his family died. <laughs> right. Clearly it doesn't matter if he, if he's mimicking human emotion or if he's actually having them, like the points getting through to me as the consumer and I'm having an emotional reaction to it, which was the point. So yeah. um, hats off B2, you did it, you know, <laughs> like he's conveyed more emotion her word in this show than all the other characters combined so hats off Just really kicking this sh- shit Sure. This
0: except thing. marva marva was pretty emotional i um, at the end there
1: i'm not a huge marva fan
0: oh interesting why not
1: <laughs> i understand like how she's like the role that she's supposed to function she's supposed to occupy here in the show I just didn't like the, well, I, I met this kid and I'm going to snag him off this planet. <laughs> like, and sure. to her. And I've never really recovered from that. And um, it's very clear that Marva and Clem became surrogate parents to Cassian. And I think that Cassian's loss of his surrogate father and his surrogate mother hit him just as hard. But he's he's clearly not over the family that he left left back on That's true. yeah you know he's still like the first thing that we see him try and do in this entire show is to find his sister who you know probably not gonna ever happen I mean he hasn't
0: seen her in years
1: I mean if he I was 14 we... when he left or I how yeah. old do you think that kid was when 11 12. Preteen. Yeah. Preteen. Yeah. He's in his thirties now. I mean, yeah. like so, Which,
0: yeah. So him trying to find her for the first time ever, or like he's never, he's never met her before, or seen her since he left. Right.
1: I would, that's my guess. I mean, if you had, imagine, <laughs> imagine you are trying to find someone in the United States and all you had was a first name. Go ahead.
0: Right, and and a vague description of of what she might look like, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can narrow it down like first name, gender, basic description, hair color, skin tone, um, yeah, that kind of stuff. But that, what else do you have? You know, so, and it's you know, I would I would venture to say that his his area to search is a little bit bigger than say the United States of America. So, yeah. So I feel bad but like they were clearly a family at the same time. I'm just not a fan of how that family came together whether or not.
0: Didn't uh, they have well, like a a decent excuse for taking him?
1: So the idea was is that they're looting that ship that so they were all on that crashed yeah. ship and uh they heard like a republic cruiser coming in probably to check check out what's going on. And they said, Clem and Marva said, if if they find him here, they'll kill him. Yeah. And I was like, if it was the Empire, I wouldn't have batted an eye at it. The Republic? Maybe. I mean, there's probably a side to those people that we haven't seen, much like what Andor is doing with the Rebellion. However, there weren't too many stories told of like, Republic search and rescue operations murdering children they found at the crash site. So, I mean, like, yeah. I just thought that the pretense behind them taking him with them was a little weak. Mm -hmm. I can understand it from a story writing purpose, but, like, felt really weak to me. So
0: were they trying to convey that the Republic was not good in that point in time?
1: I guess. I mean, but, like. It just like that detail kind of flies in the face of all the other details I previously had. Sure. And like it now, I. Depending on how long ago it was, so if it was like 20 years, like that, it wasn't like the empire, the Republic had become the empire yesterday, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, well, now we're seeing this shift in personnel and their attitudes and that kind of stuff. But like, if it was just the republic even if it was during the clone wars i wouldn't have think that they would have been like yeah oh a kid with a stick and a rock well shoot him
0: i mean that one guy did it on the planet right he shot that one leader he girl
1: he did yes i um i have not woken up from many like car accidents or ship crashes <laughs> with guns <laughs> and then having a bunch of like teenagers around me yeah i can only imagine that if i were in that situation i would have reacted the same way as yeah I. like for we're sure. just gonna start popping off we don't know what's going <laughs> on shoot first ask questions later you know and like there could be a number of like legitimate explanations for his reaction and there's like maybe that ship was uh carrying something that was highly sensitive or like the crew had been told like you can't be taken alive you know with you know if if this situation happens like fight to the bitter end uh i have no idea it's just like but those weren't presented to us for me to help base my opinion upon and it was just like they'll kill him if we leave him here okay abduct him neat (laughs) oh i guess we'll all be a family now on on Ferrex. like i that felt like we're there's a there's a story there too yeah that we're glossing over so just accept this wholesale, and I was like, "Well, t- hang on a second, this is kidnapping. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, not going to gloss over kidnapping. It's the definition of kidnapping, So regardless of intent. Yeah, I mean, like one time um, when I was in college, there was a gr- I, I went to a game store. We all played the same games there. We were a bunch of nerds. Yeah, and there was a convention uh, down in Indianapolis called GenCon, and so we had all made a decision to go. And one of the kids was like sixteen years old. And we were like, Drew, you're we're gonna ride down in your car. Okay, four of us are going on this trip. That's cool. This guy's gonna come. He got permission from his parents or whatever. And then one of my buddies, who was an adult, was like, "You need written permission for to take that kid across state lines." Oh yeah, because if he gets in your car and you transport him to Indiana, and his parents are like, "Hey, we want him back." Oh, uh, they can just be like, "He kidnapped my son." And sure. I was like, "Okay, I'll go get written. I'll go get written permission." So, <laughs> something that's is, is innocuous. I mean, like, and that's our like our world to their world, right? right. Like, something as innocuous as that could be considered kidnapping. But they like picked him up, flew away from where he lived his whole life, and then changed his whole world. Yeah. Anyways, let's get back to the episode. I <laughs> kidnapping. I'm just not. I'm just not marvelous. I didn't want her to die, but like, sure. I you know. She didn't do anything in the story, really, outside of what she did in the first couple episodes. Stayed there... in Ferrex
0: instead of immediately running away.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, she was there. She was there to change Cassie's circumstances, become family, die, so that he has some kind of loss, and he's also not tethered to Ferrex anymore.
0: Yeah, but he has to go back for the funeral
1: yeah so um in right. this episode we see we see him and melshi uh escape into the yeah which last week i was like i ahead.
0: hope we get to see how they get off this planet and they fucking did yeah so i was pretty stoked about that
1: yeah so they come across these two aliens who talk very oddly which is fine yeah i thought they're it was chill. Kind of interesting yeah they're pretty cool guys and i was like are they gonna kill and eat these guys
0: they, they alluded to that initially, like, oh, we yeah. could, we could do that. They said we could.
1: Yeah. And then they end up helping them, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, yeah. Interesting idiot. that. Go ahead.
0: Interesting that they were like, uh, oh, fucking, yeah. Prison ruined the water. It's ruined everything. Well, yeah. The, the
1: empire ruined our. Yeah. They brought climate change. So we're not very <laughs> happy with them.
0: Yeah. Everything sucks now.
1: Yeah. There's nothing to eat. So we'll help you guys because you got away from them. So yeah so like i think that this is this kind of interaction is like you have two humans and two aliens both in clearly different circumstances and you're getting help from these people because they the only thing you guys have in common is you hate the empire yeah for your own reasons you know but like this is the bridge to all i mean we've talked about all these disparate groups and like yeah like partisans and like all these like militant groups but like the rebellion doesn't work at all if you don't have like the two guys that put you up for a night in their house and give you a bowl of soup and like a warm place to sleep so that you can go on and fight the empire tomorrow yeah they give you a ride from like the wilderness where you're gonna die because you don't have shoes on and you're climbing up cliff faces and shit and it's like Oh, we'll give you a ride to town so that you can fly out of here. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was
0: good. I liked when they were sprinting by them, sprinting at the the thing, and they're just kind of looking at them like, oh, look at that.
1: They don't even know it's
0: going to – yep, they didn't know.
1: I imagine – there's a lot of fear when those nets popped out and, <laughs> oh, man.
0: and they were gross too
1: oh they were like wet sticky. yeah nets.
0: yeah but uh there's a couple little things like that right like we saw in uh we saw a semi proximity thing in uh what's its name the last TV show that came out. Kenobi? Obi-Wan. Yeah, Obi-Wan. Kenobi. Yeah, right, where he has like a deal outside of his thing that oh, yeah. goes off with proximity. Same thing here.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so you think that this is just sort of showing how a bunch of different people under a bunch of different circumstances all are not huge fans of the Empire, and the Empire is sort of burning all their bridges not that they care right it's just a reinforcement no. that the you know once you get big enough you're just like what do you whatever what are you going to do about it
1: yeah exactly like i could imagine that the empire does not have those two fishermen on their radar <laughs> right you know, right they got what they wanted you know that you know they're they put up prisons or whatever on their planet and it's just like when we're, we're we don't care about the locals like yeah you know, as long as they don't Screw with us. Everything's
0: cool. Old janky ship. Yeah. It's great how like everything is looks kind of old and janky, except for like the really clean Empire things. First of all, or like the really rich, like the the car that Mon Mothma drives or, or is chauffeured around in, right? Yeah. But then everything else is just sort of like, yeah, I took a bunch of sheet metal off of, uh, i found it out behind a McDonald's, and and that's how I got my spaceship. But it's still a fucking spaceship.
1: Right. Yeah. They're um so the the little ship or whatever that these two guys had that they ferried um Melchi and, and Cassian uh into town with, it was called a quad jumper. And that was the ship that uh Finn and Ray were running to they got destroyed by TIE fighters. Um right before Mm. and then they had to like divert and go get the falcon so it's just a fun little yeah 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 but um yeah so
0: and then uh, and then we see vel back in town
1: we see we do see vel back in town she's visiting clea i thought this interaction was the writing on the show is so good yeah um so like Vel wants a meeting with Luther
0: Yeah, but also screw her, right? Like I get it. She's she just got done doing uh, the the heist. Yep. Yeah. But then she just like rolls up in here sh- sh- through the front door of this cover, and the the hostess or whoever the the one the one lady right is that that Claya? Thank you. Yeah. She's like, hey that's not how we do shit around here. And she's like, got, fuck you. I protocols. Yeah. <laughs> like protocols that have kept us alive for a very long time. And, and Vel's like, yeah, but I did this job and I'm, I, I have worries now. So fuck you. I need, you know, my meat, my needs need met right now.
1: Yeah. So like clearly Vel comes from like Chandrillan and nobility. Sure. And I think that shows through a little bit here. Yeah. The, for the first time, you know, like, we get introduced to her on Aldani. She, get, you know, she, Cassian gets pawned off on her. She doesn't like it, you know. And, like, she barely had control of that group, you know. Yeah. Like, she got through uh, She got through with it with a lot of bluster and, like, this is, we're going to do things my way because that's what I said, you know, like, that kind of stuff. And I don't think anybody else really wanted to be the leader in that group. Yeah. So, so they, you know, it was fine you know that she wanted she was calling the shots and um but now they're dead except cinta yeah and And cassia uh, well i don't think they really consider cassian to be a part of the team. that's fair and um so now she's back on coruscant you know visiting the fam checking in on stuff having clandestine meetings and then not so clandestine meetings And I think she's like, what's next? Like, Vel, to me, feels like a pin, like a ball in a pinball machine. Sure. Like, she has to keep moving or she's going to fall down to the bottom of the machine (sighs) and die. You know, like, she, like, and I think that she's probably happiest when, like, I think if if it was up to her, she's, uh, there's like this weird competition in Britain where they like roll a thing down a hill yeah and everyone ha- like it's like a cheese wheel or something and they like run down it at full speed as fast as they can and everyone trips and, and like rolls and it's hilarious because they're all falling down <clears throat> that's how she is with like the empire she wants to run downhill as fast as she possibly can to make to get it over with so that they can get back to the stuff that she wants to do which is not yeah fight the empire you know so but, and she says uh,
0: she says something about uh you know lately i've been wanting to you know go go move to the next step or whatever you know and and she says uh i don't have lately i have always like which is exactly how this
1: what have you done for him lately
0: yeah yeah what have you done for thank you what yeah what have you i did i did aldani what have you done lately and she's like i don't have lately i have always which is based an exact uh outline of this conversation where she's like Hey, I'm King. Shit, I just did this one thing. Uh, I matter. I'm a big deal in this thing. And she's like, "Uh, "Fuck you." There's, you're so childish right now. Yeah. Because there's a whole thing going on here.
1: Every workplace I've ever been in, this has happened, where it's like the thing that I'm doing is the most important thing that we are all doing. Yeah. Whether it is or not. And you want that to be acknowledged and you want to continue on and you want people to understand, like, I think Vell really wants everyone to understand, like, I took this big risk. I came through.
0: It right. Was tough,
1: I did it. Like, let's like, let's fill me in on the plan. Like, and, I want to be upper management.
0: And now. that's an interesting thing about, like, this rebellion or, you know, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, you're like, hey, remember that cool thing I did? Mm -hmm. let's just let's just keep milking that because that was awesome and like something like this it's like no that's amazing now it doesn't fucking matter because there's way more shit that we still have to do yeah so you can't just be you can't just ride on the momentum of of what your last thing was because it's like cool well guess what we were at negative seven billion now we're at negative 6.5 billion thanks to you uh we still got right like you're still in the shit everybody
1: yeah, it's a it's a remarkable so to be honest, like the fact that the rebellion will be over in well, it's gonna take another 10 or 15 years from this point, but like I was I'm rewatching the big bang theory. Okay. And um Howard just went and came back to and came back from space. Yeah. And there's this episode where, like, he comes back and everyone's just kind of like, oh, you're back. Okay, cool. We're just going to slide back into our normal routine. Yeah. And he kind of wants them to be impressed and to talk about this am- literally amazing thing to he Sure. And, like, he ends up trying to br- become a- such a problem for him <clears throat> that he uh, starts bringing it up all the time. And ev- eventually everybody's like, shut the fuck up, Howard. Like. <laughs> we get it it's awesome we're always going to be impressed that you did this but we don't want to talk about it forever yeah you know and like to be honest that kind of pragmatism is something that the rebellion is going to absolutely need because you can't you're not going to be able to dwell on what has happened no you have to live you have to live right now yeah you know and she's still kind of like like what you said like she's like hey you remember this thing i did that was really cool like yeah and Vel and Clay is like, you know, but like Vel and Claire are not the same thing. First of all, Vel no. answers to Claire. Claire is yeah. her boss, and right. so like, you know, when it's like, I'm doing my thing, which is all the time. Like, I'm making sure you don't get caught. I'm making sure he doesn't get caught. Yeah. I'm making sure that all that happens. That's her job. It's like quality control. It's like
0: Vel, Vel went to uh, she went backpacking in Italy, and now she thinks she's Italian.
1: Well, I mean, she did a little bit more of the
0: backpacking, originally, but like, um, <laughs> right. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they act up, But yeah, yeah, like she, she, for like a few weeks, right. She, she did this whole, I'm not sure how long it took them to, I don't know how long they were in Aldani. I can't remember six, six months. months. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. So she didn't go backpacking, but she lived in Italy for six months then. Right. And then she's like, guys, this is not how my people do it. And <laughs> it's like, hold on. Yeah. You don't you guys are eating pasta wrong how we do it from where i'm from my homeland and it's like no that's not how this works
1: right so um, i i thought their their exchange was um quite interesting i think pretty much all the exchanges on the show were yeah really interesting. um
0: it's it, they're doing a really good job with dialogue and uh conversations between different people uh saying a lot of things without saying them and and saying something and sort of meaning another thing it's it's been really good yeah um but yeah so so then we see how synth is working in ferricks now
1: yeah i mean although if it was just like hey this person rented this house and they sit in it all day and they never do anything it'd be like (laughs) i wonder yeah but who the fuck this person is
0: Right. So she's talking to someone who seems to be a local, but I don't think they are. Right. Like, cause eventually, tall guy. Yeah.
1: So I don't understand this guy very well. No. He's, he's ISB and he's trying to blend in with the locals and keeping an eye on everybody. And I'm like, bitch, all the locals know who the locals are. Yeah.
0: You ever been you in a small town?
1: You ain't no local.
0: Yeah. You're, you're, you're from a small town, right? Yes. Essentially,
1: you're from yeah. Iowa, right? Any big towns?
0: <laughs> I there are definitely small towns. I've been to small towns, right? Um, uh, but so there are small towns where you're like, yeah, we have a, we have a square, we have uh, where the courthouse is, and then there's you know there's a small group of uh, neighborhoods, and this is a single neighborhood. You think you're going to blend in in a single fucking neighborhood?
1: It also doesn't help that he's like 6'5". It's like, (laughs) oh, it's not like the dude that looks like an accountant, you know, that looks like an accountant that like just blends into a crowd. It's like, oh, bro, like you were literally like a head taller than everybody. Clean shaven, no dirt on your clothes. I don't care that it looks like the same kind of clothes that most people are wearing. Like your clothes are clean. Yeah. You know, it's 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 sort of
0: like an undercover cop who like. Yeah has like a patchy sort of beard almost coming in. You can see that they just haven't shaved in a day and a half or something.
1: Yeah. Or just like a big red bow tie that they're wearing for no good reason, whatever, whatsoever.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and then he, and he's, then he is just sitting in a, in a cafe yeah, staring at the house. And it's so funny. Two different groups of people staring at Marva's old house. Right. And he's very much like, uh, you know, I wonder who he's talking to though. He's not making notes, right? He's talking to somebody who's just like, I need to know who's coming in and out deliveries, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I get the feeling that this, this dude is like the boots on the ground. Like he yeah. is senta's opposite, right? Like this is the boots on the ground. I'm gathering the Intel from a like street level yeah. kind of guy. And like, the only, the only problem I have with that is it's, like, the street level is right next door to, like, the hotel that, like, the entire organization <laughs> is running out of now. And it's just, yes. like, so you just, what, came downstairs, went outside, and got to work? I mean, like, come on, man. I mean, yeah, like, everybody can see you walking out of the ISB hotel. It's no secret who's in there. Right. So, yeah, I there are these... All in all, I think the show, the show for me has gotten a lot better since the first couple episodes, but like these small details, I'm just like, I don't know that you need this dude in the show.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean he's got to come back eventually, right?
1: Yeah. Maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're building up to him having some kind of big impact in this last episode. Like maybe Sinta dies. I mean, it's not safe <laughs> for her, you know? Yeah. You know, and, like, I applaud, like, her fucking guts because sure. like, she's, she's got them.
0: Well, then we got two undercover people, both of them not wanting to let anyone know they're undercover, both of them doing the same thing, right? But also trying to not look like they're doing the same thing.
1: Cynthia could, could try a little harder to not look like she's doing it. She's kind of oh, like, I'm, watch, mean, I'm yeah. wiping the table down and staring at this fucking house. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, at least blink or some shit you know yeah like like their first interaction
0: she's just like eyeballing the house and he's like oh you you what's going on there i don't know i just started working here but yeah let me just let me just not take my eyes off of this yeah and
1: yeah so um you and i went out to a burger joint once we've been known to yeah and we were sitting waiting for our order to come up and there was this girl yeah and like, I'm, she was cute, so I was looking at her, but, and then like, yeah. uh, <laughs> she was I fucking you harder than anybody I have ever seen. <laughs> and I was, like, we talked about it a little bit on the way back to my place when we were yeah. ready, to, when we finally got our food. Right. And I was like, but no one on it, no one ever has I fucked anything harder than Sinta's eye-fucking that house. <laughs> I mean... I didn't know that it could be done, but she fucking did it. I mean, like bore through. Yeah, it. she
0: is tearing that house apart.
1: Split it in two. Yeah, so like, um, that's why we these are these are the comments that get us that explicit rating on Spotify. Right, but um, <laughs> it's a little too obvious now. I don't know if they're yeah. doing that for our benefit to to you know translate that. She, that's why she's there. But we it's been like two or three episodes now. Like I we feel like out.
0: they've been more nuanced in a lot of things than that, but yeah, maybe.
1: The other thing I could see is that she's not quote unquote undercover enough. And like this her opposite here, this tall dude, clean shaven guy, um, picks up on it, snags her up, and they put her in the helmet or whatever. Uh. And then it's like, ooh, Vel's gonna be really mad. Yeah, yeah because val hasn't sacrificed anything right hasn't lost anything
0: well she hasn't lost anything yet i mean if she would have she's sort of sacrificing her relationship with cinta
1: yes that's that's a good point um i think it would probably i think that it could go a couple of ways like um Cinta doesn't get picked up that's not a storyline at all if she does get picked up and Vel learns about it and then she goes off half cocked and tries to break her out or whatever.
0: Yeah, because we know they, that she doesn't really I mean she cares about the rebellion, but not enough to follow strict protocol.
1: I would be hard pressed to think that if Cinta was literally in the clutches of the Empire, that Vel's just gonna be like, Well, it's because yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Seems not a Vel play to me. So
0: so after <laughs> after we see them watching the, the thing then then we we uh catch up to Bix, good old Bix having a good time.
1: She is not.
0: She looks fucking riff.
1: I get the feeling that um when you put this helmet on, uh you you're not coming back from it. Or it's going to take years of like rehabilitation. Yeah. Uh
0: like um it was just an it's it, it was a weird interaction so she's in a room and she's just sort of sort of staring blankly at a wall and then they ask her to another room and she's like, hey is this the dude that you meet with showing uh Keeger
1: mm-hmm. is that his name the doctor
0: the guy they show like the the oh Krieger Krieger, Krieger. there it is Krieger, sorry yeah okay yep. Show Krieger and she's like, Hey, is this the guy you were going to meet? And she, her face is just like, it's like she was trapped. She couldn't say one way or the other. But, which by the way, like, I don't believe for, like, if I don't, if I don't think you're telling the truth, I'm going to get the doctor back in here, sort of thing. Like, that would paralyze me with fear, too.
1: So, we didn't get the answer to that question. Right. So but i think we're going to get it next episode in the season finale. So and i thought this is going to be very interesting because if you want to give the rebellion some hope, which i mean she's not really part of the rebellion, but like might as well be now, right? Um if she still wants to save Cassian, she's going to lie and say that Anto Krieger was the contact and then Luthen's going to sacrifice Krieger and all that shit's going to get tied up in a nice little package. Now, Bix can't possibly know that.
0: No, but no, like like, like, I was just trying to think if I was in her position, like I, I would say no, because I would be thinking they already know it's not the person I was meeting.
1: And they just want to
0: see if I'm going to lie.
1: I think she's too fucked up to be there. Right. Right. At this point. Like, so, the the thing that i'm curious about that they're going to do in the next episode if is if she's broken if she's broken yeah she's going to tell them the truth
0: that's what i'm thinking right she would just say no it's not like she can't fathom not telling them the truth at this point right
1: right because they've hurt her so badly yeah right that she doesn't want to get hurt again
0: but i also i can't imagine they would believe anything i would say any,
1: anyway right cuz like so that's the thing about torture yeah right is that if you employ torture, eventually the, the person that you're, I mean, I've heard, I don't, I have, I stopped torturing people a long time ago. Sure,
0: sure, sure. We all grow like, out of
1: it. Yeah. Right. We, there's a phase in college, but like, um, but at some point, the person you're torturing says whatever you want them to say right. so that you'll stop. And then it's like, at that point, like the whole point of torturing them for information becomes worthless because you can never trust what they're gonna say right They'll which just is, say anything to get it to stop
0: which I believe is and would be a total Empire thing to do first of all
1: right. but then
0: uh 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 Mira Miro, Deidre. yeah. Dera she she outlined that first first day and she was just like hey, yeah no we're, we'll get you to tell us and she, and then Bix was like you're probably not gonna believe me anyway and she's like yeah you're right so. She's basically just like, no, you're you're just here to be tortured right now.
1: You know, like, but I want you to
0: make it feel like it's your choice that this is happening.
1: (laughs) That scene with Deidre and Bix was a telltale one for me, because up until that point, Deidre had been like this kind of run of the mill bureaucrat that was just. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, you're a ruthless sadist as well. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're more interested in hurting these people. You know, like, I think that she wants legit information, right? Oh, for so like, sure. But, like, if she was really smart and, like, the sadism and the ruthlessness didn't come into play, you would find a way that but didn't like, get you to this point to get your information.
0: That's sort of the Empire's thing, right? They're not nuanced.
1: That's, I mean, that's correct. Like, I mean, like, you bitches ever heard of drugs? Yeah. I mean, like.
0: or Or you're serenity. on her home planet or whatever you're she there i'm sure there are people there that she loves
1: yeah torture them
0: i don't like speculating good ways to torture people that seems icky to me
1: but yeah sure i mean but it's just let's just say it's a theoretical exercise yeah
0: (laughs) but like it just seems the empire is like definitely a hammer like that's all they do yeah there's no now in the history of like of the empire. Cause I, I, people always associate and me. Well, okay. I always associate the empire with the dark side, but they're on the same side, but handled very differently. Right. Like I feel like, um, if, if like the dark side would have handled this, was Sith Lords or what have you. They wouldn't just go in there and try and scramble your brain with terror, right?
1: Well, I think that... I, I know Thrawn wouldn't. No, well, Thrawn's not a Sith, so... He's not. But, like, so, like, okay, so that, but, like, let's bring him, let's bring him into this conversation, because you you have three different approaches, right? Yeah. Thrawn would learn about his adversary and infer... yeah about them like Deirdre, he would sit them
0: down have a conversation have a tea and then by the end of it he'd be like oh okay i'm just gonna say these words and you know i'm tr- i'm telling the truth and you're gonna tell me whatever i want
1: because he's basically sherlock holmes in star Wars. yes right? so like and he's just fucking cool. which is great yeah and then there's Deidre, who we just outlined her methodology and then there is someone like a sith lord who would be able to i mean they are i mean anyone who can use the force like and has been trained to use the force Would be able to at least assess your emotional state. They may not know why you feel that way, but they know what you are feeling. So, like, and then from there, based upon who that person is, I think they could probably use the force in any number of coercive ways in order to get you to "quote unquote" spill the beans. Yeah. So, like, um, there are some people there. You know, there was in the video games at least. Like, there were force powers, like force terror where you would basically mm, like yeah. get people to be so scared that they would just run around and not do anything and you just kill them at your leisure. Yeah. Um like you could employ some variant of that. I would imagine like and they would like you get people scared enough like they'll oh sure. do anything to make it stop. I mean like you know that and that's just the point is that like what methodology are you going to employ to get the information that you want? Like there's just in all of them there is a breaking point where it's no longer functionally productive yeah you know so what are you going to do and so your uh assessment of what the empire does i think is spot on like they are a hammer and the just the problem with the hammer is it's not exactly versatile the good thing about a hammer is that like it gets you out of most situations like yeah how they're employing it so
0: it can't it can't cut wires, but it can rip the fucking wires out from whatever they were plugged into, right?
1: 100%. I mean...
0: It can't saw a board in half, but it can smash the board in half or multiple pieces, right? So I'm surprised that there's this sense of urgency behind them, though. I'm kind of surprised that, like, there's no real time limit for what the Empire's trying to do right now, right? Other than just find find the bad guys as their quote-unquote bad guys as soon as possible right
1: uh yeah so you're right like the end game for the empire is absolute control yeah and the the reason why the rebellion and these like little groups that are going to become the rebellion that we're seeing in andor are such a threat is that they are direct this isn't like so like let's let's compare it to like aldani right so on aldani yeah there was that group of uh pilgrims mm-hmm. and like you heard like the magistrate or whatever his title was talk about like well we set up all these roadblocks or whatever and now like by the time that they
0: yeah get
1: up here it's it, it was 500 but now it's like 20 yeah you know so we're we're wearing them down like and eventually over a long enough time frame like this pilgrimage won't even be a thing and then we won't be bothered by it and we can take down our roadblocks. Yeah. like They have a
0: 10 year plan for dismantling any planet that they get onto. Right. Exactly. Like they're not in a hurry,
1: but that's the goal. Like the goal is like, we're going to change how you learn about stuff. We're going to change like how you, like how you express your faith. We're going to change. Like, I mean, you don't get to vote for anything anymore. Like, we're going to change your economic policy. We're going to wreck your environment. We're going to, you know, fu- you know, take you from one place and make you live in another. Like, they want, you're going to live where they want you to do, speak, you know, learn yeah. what they want you to do. You're going to work for them. You know, everything from everybody is going to be funneling into the Empire. And, like, this is what Luthen sees that I think scares Luthen so much. And, like, when he's talking to Sa he's like, we need to do something now before they're so big that we can't fundamentally face them anymore because like the systems that people live by, even though we hate them in a lot of ways, right? Like they perpetuate our ability to like progress with our life. Like we're not living in trees and like building fires out on the, on the Savannah anymore. Right. You know, in our, I mean, like, that's the problem is like, we, we we got to this place by inventing these systems to progress our society and the empire is fundamentally changing those and morphing them into something that only services them and like yeah. that's the thing that luther wants to destroy and like convert and like get you know revert back to where it was when there was like freedom and like the systems weren't shackles you know and that kind of thing so the end game for the Empire is that, and the problem with these disparate groups that and the reason that Deidre is pushing so hard for this kind of stuff is that like if you have a fire get out of control mm. n- then it's a real problem. It's not right. a problem when you're just trying to stamp out these little itty bitty spots, hot spots <laughs> yeah, but but like, if all the hot spots get together and it's like I can no longer stamp on this with my foot and get it back to where it was. Yeah, and it's burning down everything I built. Like that's the problem for the empire.
0: That makes sense.
1: Well, I'm really smart.
0: <laughs> so then we go to Mon Mothma, Ooh. and and Vel, yeah, watching uh what I assume is just a very traditional, uh some sort of religious thing or some sort of group things, Talking about the braids, and they have braided hair. Um, uh, you know, and at one point, um Vel asks her once she's done, like, oh, working on your chant. Right? So, like, there's there's just this group that she's a part of. Um,
1: the daughter, later. The daughter,
0: sorry. Yeah. And uh, you know, Vel's like, was this your idea? No. What is what's his nuts think about? I can't remember his name or husband. Karen. Yeah, what is what is parent? He's always surprisingly open minded about it, you know, and like, oh, is there gonna be a, a Proposal, you know, to which Mon says does not. I don't think she says anything because she's like, maybe <laughs> I need that four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. But so so that's interesting. Like we don't know what that's about. But you know, it's a sense of community. It's a. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think of you know my own reasons for wanting to be religious at a young age. You know, it's a sense of community, and you know something's going on with the daughter still right so she gets out of her thing she's like oh hey vel you're here and then she stares daggers at her mom did you catch that
1: for whatever reason there seems to be a lot of a lot of animosity between these two and like yeah my my guess about leda's hostility towards mon mothma her mom yeah is that mon mothma's not around enough for her
0: yeah, that's why I was saying like a sense of community and being with other people cuz she's working on this rebellion. She's she's being uh uh clandestine at like the highest fucking level, right? You like can't, you can't get much higher. She I mean. looks at Palpatine at senate meetings or some shit, right? Like I don't know if he goes to them or not, but like she's in circles where people go to his house for dinner parties or some bullshit, right? Yeah like
1: he's on that level
0: yeah so like she has the same people at her house that have been to palp's house and she's lying straight to their faces about shit while Mm -hmm. also openly opposing them as much as she can without becoming murdered right
1: right yeah it's real close
0: (laughs) so like i gotta imagine
1: she's a bit stressed i don't know how i don't know that i could do it no I mean, no like I, I, I would be,
0: diarrhea 24 7 i would just be not sleeping a wink you know irritated all the time like last time we saw at the dinner table you know they're all trying to have a conversation she's got her ipad up and shit and like so i imagine that she's just going farther and farther away from her daughter she's about to she's about to open her up to a marriage proposal with a dude that she despises because she needs 400 she needs money off her books and that's the price right right so like i guess i get that and i I guess i don't know i guess kids pick up on things more than you think they do that's sort of a a tale as old as time but like it was just so quick where she's just like oh Val, you're here fuck you i came so good to see you like it was like she went out of her way to be like, I still don't like you.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, um, Vel is clearly the cool aunt. Oh, sure. Ironically, um,
0: they're both working towards the same thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very interesting because Leda's point of view is that, you know, I don't like my mom. And the reason why, as far as I'm concerned, is because my mom wasn't here for me enough. But yeah. Vel is not always here, but when she's here, she has time for me. Well, that's part of the reason that she, can't comes by, you know, dude. Right, you know, is and and she makes time for you. And like, I don't see there's how there's going to be another alternative other than Leda getting engaged to this this yeah, loan shark's kid.
0: Yeah, and and. I mean, they're setting up for season two, right? Like this, this continues on. I don't know how yeah. many are planned, but like, this is just getting started. And I, I imagine Mon Mothma is still going to be senator next season.
1: I'm really hoping that we get the a scene in season two where she like basically publicly condemns Emperor Palpatine personally for what happened. That yeah. would be great.
0: <laughs> and then, and then pieces out, basically. Yeah.
1: Then she's on the run, you know,
0: right? Which we know that which we know happens. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was interesting. How uh, Luthen doesn't even know the trouble that Mon Mothma's in.
1: Well, I'm not. I wouldn't go that far. Um. That's a it's a safe according assumption. to
0: according to Mon anyway.
1: According to her, um, I think Luthen has a real good idea of what most people do. <laughs> Um, yeah, he seems, he seems exactly like the kind of guy that spies on his friends as much as he spies on his enemies.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and um, you know, they have a conversation, uh, Luthen and Saw, which I thought was really cool, too. Uh, that was a good conversation it was really interesting. But um, so before we get to that. Uh, what's the what's the dude's name uh, with the mom?
1: Cassian?
0: no no cyril sure. we go back to cyril right oh, God, after after vel and, and mon's conversation we go back to cyril phone call wakes him up and it's his dude from uh yeah. from the old days of of shooting at people in Ferex.
1: sergeant fuck up yeah
0: yeah uh By the way, real shitty phone for any sort of privacy, right? Just a a television and a shitty squawk box just screaming at you. And the mom. So she must be alive, first of all, right? If she woke him up, like, hey, there's a phone call for you. Although I guess maybe not. Maybe she could still be dead, right? That's a theory. But someone had to answer the phone and wake his ass up.
1: Uh, yeah, um, I, I tend to think she's real as well. I think uh, Master yeah. Winkle had a really interesting idea about that one. Um, and like this is this clearly untethers Cyril, right? He has a conversation with this guy that he knew from the raid on Ferex. Yeah, that guy on Ferex was like, Hey, I've kept an ear out for Cassian, and he said, I can't remember exactly what he conveys to Cyril, but like.
0: Well, he's just trying to tell him that Cyril's mom, or that Cassian's mom died, right? Yeah. That's all he's trying to tell him.
1: So it, I'm getting the idea that, like, everything's going to come to a head on yes. in this last episode.
0: I think so, too. But, like, so while they're having the conversation, his mom, because he's like, Mom, stop listening to my conversation. I'm on the phone. Right? And she's like, the mystery of your former triumphs has been vanquished. I can sleep at night now. Like, what the fuck, Mom?
1: Her uh, her passive aggressive sarcasm is on, is on point. <laughs> yeah, I've, n- I've never seen someone uh, try and build someone up by tearing them down so effectively as this. Right, like harder.
0: like ah, uh, well, I can't just let him go on thinking he's good at anything. Right, that's not then then he'll then he may get complacent and stop wanting to be good at things
1: there's a fan theory that Cyril um, dies on Scarif still trying to get Cassian on the beach. Oh, sure. So I haven't watched Rogue One since we started Andor, but I after the season finale, I might go back and see if I can find the guy they think is Cyril Karn on the beach. It's not. It's. It would be an interesting idea. But like.
0: That would be amazing. if If Cyril's story takes him, he follows him into there and ends up dying because he can't not let him go
1: it's um i love obsessive bad guys like that like inspector yeah. javert from les miserables yeah like um you know so in les miserables like javert won't let Jean valjean go because he stole a loaf of bread 15 years ago right and it's like you broke the law and that's sacrosanct for me like you can't yeah no one gets to break the law. The law is the, the most holy thing in the world. And like, I get the same vibe from Cyril. Like,
0: well, that's exactly the speech he gave when he was like, no, I'm going after whoever killed these two. Right. It's the exact same thing. Like, whoa.
1: so it's not, so like, here's the fun thing I think about like obsessive bad guys, like Cyril and like Javert is that it's, it's no longer, he doesn't really give a shit that those two guys got killed. No, what he gives a shit about is that this person broke the law yeah and like you can't you're not allowed to do that the law is the highest thing in his worldview like you can't you can't do if we let it go
0: then the law means nothing and i cannot
1: right live like that that's the thing i put my faith in right so so yeah he's not he's on a personal like vendetta quest crusade or whatever you want to call it yeah to bring to justice this guy who broke his rules right yeah and And, uh uh, he real uh, thirsty about it oh god i cannot I much like we've seen the build-up for these other characters i get the feeling that cyril in season two is going to be like an explosion (laughs) of obsession like because we've seen him eat enough cereal now to understand that like As soon as the chain's off the hook, it's going to be wild. And, like, it definitely felt like that phone call was like, click, you know, like, okay, chain's off the hook. Yeah, yeah, So, I'm curious if Deidre will end up trying to chase him down at some point, because they're clearly in love with each other. So, like, I think that'll be odd.
0: I still don't see that, but sure, I, I hope that happens too.
1: I, I that if if they get together, it would make the whole show for me. So.
0: <laughs> so far, so far though, like a lot of the things that we've wanted, we've seen. Like we were even, we get to see in the very next scene that uh, Cassian went back to the apartment of the, of his latest lady friend, and there at the top of the shower was all his stuff that had and been he... there for i don't know 30 days
1: it's at least that
0: 35 40 days maybe
1: i mean it's not like he hid this in a safe no it's just on top of a shower unit or whatever i mean like that
0: he snuck into while people were still sleeping and they you know
1: it's very much like a resort or a hotel or something something like that yeah so like yeah someone else like he shacked up with some chick or whatever like when you saw him there and then now it's occupied by this other couple. And it's just like, I'm just going to get my box of hundreds of thousands of dollars off the top of the shower and then just yeah. sneak back out. And I'm like, easy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there there's him being a thief again, you know, like basically. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and then he has this um, interesting talk with Melshi basically on the beach. And Melshi's like, yeah. Huh. And I, re- I was like, Well, there's a lot of like Morgan Freeman vibes from Shawshank on this on this little <laughs> chat. And uh he gives them a gun, which the- Melchie has no fucking pockets. And I'm like, I'll just hold this gun, walk down the street. Hey, yeah. How far did you walk down the street before they threw your ass in Narikina Five, dude? Just don't
0: go down that way. Stay yeah. away from that way.
1: And so, and then he was just like, Well, I guess I'll take this other gun and like this box full of money. Oh, Melchie, you can't have any of the money. Thanks a lot for your help.
0: I like to think he gave him some money.
1: Well, we didn't see it. Yeah, and uh, That's true. And then it was just like, oopsie daisy, off we go. And that's the last that we see of Cassian.
0: Well, right. So the end of the episode fades. He's looking very sad. He just learned Marv is dead.
1: Yeah, he had the phone call with yeah, uh, he called, his buddy.
0: Yeah. And his buddy told him. So we know. Yeah, of course, we know that it's all going to end on Ferrex, right? Like he shouldn't go to Farrick's at all. And he's going to. Definitely. Right. Um, but. Uh, right. So after. Uh, after the conversation. That Cyril has though. Then we get. Uh, and and Cassian gets his money. Then we get the Luthen. Saw conversation. Uh, which. So Luthen has this. Hilt or this baton type. Thing yeah what do we think that is
1: i think it's an artifact that saw Guerrero would have some kind of symbolism about
0: but he didn't bring it out during their conversation with saw right
1: no i think it was more like hey if let me give this to him i also have other stuff that i could sell him i'm not i don't really have a good idea as to what it is i think it was there to like show that Luthen is a slick talker and kind of tough when it comes to dealing with like the guy that pats you down for weapons. Yeah. Because he's like, put like pick it up or put it down, but we're gotta go, or whatever. <laughs> and he says something like that. Yeah. But like this the thing that about this scene that got me was like Saga Guerrero is insane. Yes. He's very clearly paranoid to the point of delusion.
0: Yeah. But I'm sure he has good reason to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's been fighting like a guerrilla war for at this point, like twenty years. Yeah. I mean, the only... That's a long people- time, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, it's and certainly... <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't feel like 20 years. I'm sure it feels like 50. Yeah. You know, but like, like uh, he's sitting in caves in the cold, like, slowly getting parts of himself shot off in all these confrontations or whatever, right? I mean, by the time so, we see him, he's got like a peg leg, and he's got some device that he needs to help him breathe.
0: So we don't think that that thing... Is a, is a lightsaber at all that Luthan has
1: so there is this rumor that he's a Jedi Knight I'm just not buying that
0: I could see him maybe he's not a Jedi Knight but I could see him having a lightsaber as a procurer of hard to get things yeah I he has a Kyber he has a, a Kyber brand crystal
1: he does Um, I don't think it's a lightsaber no Huh. I think it's
0: Well, I think it might be. Well, that's
1: fine. I mean, we may never get the answer to the question, but
0: that's true. If we never get the answer, then it probably wasn't though.
1: So like I don't understand like the significance of what a lightsaber would be for Saw Guerrera, right? Like the problem with lightsabers is, is that muggles or non force sensitive people can't use them it's
0: just a sword to you in a in a in a age of guns. Right. Maybe he oh, was using it, at, Maybe I mean, if, if a, a secret weapon that people aren't going to be expecting you rolling in with a lightsaber, right? They take all your guns and then they just leave you with this hilt?
1: Yeah. Um, also, if you hit someone with a lightsaber, they're done. And it pretty pretty much doesn't matter like what armor or clothing or it's true. whatever they're wearing. They're pretty effective if you need to destroy some shit real quick. Yeah. but I mean, he, he might also just be putting down the dash of a dash of his X-Wing dashboard of his X-Wing or whatever. Sure, what <laughs> like, sure. Like little bobblehead things like from Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. So, like, who knows? Like, I think it was something that was going to help him get past the checkpoint guys is my is the is the point. But like. He's fucking crazy. Saw. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're both and they're both crazy, but like
0: we we learned we learned how, why Luthen's crazy last time, but like uh, yeah, so kind of Luthen's been going out on these crazy conversations with people last couple episodes, right? Um, but yeah, it, you know he tells him that Krieger's going down, so you can't join him. Yeah, and then and then you get to saw see Saw.
1: Ready is like okay, I'll go do it.
0: Yeah, and he's like well maybe not maybe we should pump the brakes on that and he's like what why now i, I told you i'm ready
1: yeah right the thing that's dangerous about saw guerrera isn't that he's violent it's that he's smart sure and coupled with his violence it really makes him dangerous so like yeah so when they have this conversation Luthen's like well you can't go to Spellhouse. and he's like well why not well we're gonna let krieger go or whatever you know and yeah <laughs> He basically deduces that, like, oh, you've got a mole on the inside, and you're gonna you're gonna sell out Krieger in order to keep your asset. Like, neat. Uh, when are you gonna sell me out? Then he right. loses his shit.
0: Which he, which Luthen had to know, was coming.
1: Yeah, and he was pretty. You know, Luthen kind of had his like, uh, okay, you're a, you're a panicky horse voice on. Yeah. You know, ooh, hey, whoa there, you know, kind of. Yeah. Like, you know, and he uh, he pulls kind of a slick move to get everybody to calm down and yeah. uh, manages to make it out live, which anytime you have a conversation with Saw Guerrero, I guess it's kind of kind of be, you know, goal A, have a conversation <laughs> with Saw Guerrero. Goal B, survive conversation.
0: Leave alive. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I get the feeling that if I'm Luthan, Saw Guerrero is a missile that I'm just trying to point in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm sure though, with all the different sort of rebellion groups going on, and I'm sure Luthan has his hands in a lot of them. That's a lot. I mean, every every group has to have its own fucking missiles just ready to go, right? Yeah, and you're just you're just having to try and get them all pointed. And I mean, you need because you need somebody to sort of bring them together Mm
1: -hmm. and i'm
0: sure luthan and mon are going to be instrumental in doing that
1: yeah they're kind of the like um i can't think of a good analogy but they're they're trying to pull these groups together to be honest like i'm a little surprised at how little mon mothma actually seems to be doing i think the point of her story arc in this first season is that she's trying to do things legitimately, yeah, and Luthen is trying to do them illegitimately, and we're seeing how well those two approaches are are going. Sure, but like the whole point of the rebellion is that hey, guess what? The whole thing is illegitimate because we're trying to tear down the actual government. Yeah, you know? so like, <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, uh, Luthen is trying to network with really dangerous people it reminds me of shows like narcos where like yeah which diego luna was also in and like in that show his character brings together all the like pot dealers in mexico to to create a federation basically to pool their assets and not compete with one another so that they can control the market yeah and that's exactly what Luthen's trying to do only it's not about drugs it's about freedom right so
0: it's noble. <clears throat> so yeah, the deaths, the murder is noble when it's for a good cause.
1: One hundred percent. If you win,
0: yeah. <laughs> right. If uh, if the empire would have won, then it would have been like, oh man, those terrorists. Yeah. They were trying to. They were trying to ruin our freedoms.
1: Luckily, we kept you safe by killing them for you.
0: Yeah, and then we get to watch Luthen be a fucking badass. The dude secretly pretty great right like so he gets stopped on the on his way away from saw in his ship right and then a a empire a weird looking empire ship do you know what kind of ship that is
1: i don't i had only seen it once or twice like in comics i think Mm -hmm. and uh i don't really know what it is i know that it's big enough where what happened to it shouldn't have happened
0: sure it was pretty sweet yeah. like oh your your tractor beams on take all of this take
1: all these shards yeah so luthan's luthan ship like in the first couple episodes like when luthan's sailing cassian over to aldani yeah he's like well i guess you could try and kill me and take my ship that might be worth the try. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That ship is legit tricked out. So like a tractor beam emits like a gravitational wave or a pull or something from... a magnet. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. And you put it out in a cone and everything in the cone gets pulled in towards the source of the magnet. So... Um, Luthan's ship matched that frequency or whatever that it was trying to pull him in and had countermeasures to effectively been like, well, we match now. So your magnet doesn't pull me anymore. We're the same magnet. Or yeah. Whatever. Neat. Then it was like, oh, well, we'll shoot them or whatever. Or we're going to try to like switch up the harmonics or what have you. And he was like, okay, I'm going to throw all this glass at your like sheets. Yeah. And just shreds their, tractor beam emitter or whatever yeah so they're like okay we're gonna try the old standby we're gonna throw tie fighters at you And he was like oh neat i'm gonna have this gun pop out and just absolutely (laughs) obliterate all your fucking
0: and then two laser beams so i'm just gonna shoot those out the side of my ships and then just chop them in half
1: and i was like oh this reminds me of a chariot back in the day like in the roman oh yeah
0: yeah for sure
1: and uh and then he's just like okay i'm gonna go to light speed now goodbye and every and the guy on the the guy on the, sh- the bridge of the ship has got to be like, I do not want to explain this. So
0: well, much. yeah, like he, they they just show a picture of him. Yeah. And like you see the obliterated uh, satellite dish on the front of it. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck just happened?
1: You. Okay. So like, I understand that people like having watched Star Wars, like if you're like a casual. Yeah. You would be like. Well, why aren't there more ships that can do that stuff? This any one of the things that Luthens ship did would be like, that's amazing that he has that. The dude has like three of them. Yeah. Not to mention the little three eyed computer that can like think. Like that thing is is not standard run of the mill, like you buy the shit off the rack. Yeah. Starship. I mean, like
0: and it changed into a totally different ship. Like the the sides of it were coming out and everything. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, like that is the kind of thing where it's like, uh, you ever heard the term sheep or like a, uh, a wolf in, in sheep's, sheep's clothing. clothing? Yeah. That's what that ship is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a good metaphor, maybe, for Luthen himself, this oh, ship, 100%. where it's just like, oh, look at this haul, hauling, hauling vessel.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, Let's just, uh, let's just take it out here. Just like, the fuck you will. I'm going to transformer this thing. Oh, And then it's just fucking Optimus Prime up in there.
1: Speaking of someone who grew up idolizing Transformers, I'm su- I'm super happy that you made that reference.
0: <laughs> Luthan is more than meets the eye for sure,
1: hundred percent. Like he's, I get the feeling, and like he's certain, like like in the first couple episodes, we saw him like changing into his like workflows yeah. or whatever, and he's like getting back into character. Like yeah. I get the feeling that like he cultivates an idea of non threat like he's very non-threatening yeah in his like persona you know or whatever and then it's like oh by the way like when it's like in one of those like uh action movies where you open up the big coat and the guy just has guns all up in it it's the like matrix yeah he's like do
0: you have any metal on you and yeah. I opens his jacket
1: yeah. whoops a daisy and then they end up destroying the entire lobby yeah so so
0: i think if anything that just gives me more reason to think that he may that may have been a, a lightsaber that he had. Because you no, just I, don't expect him to fucking pull out a nuclear bomb, right? No.
1: You've convinced <laughs> me. I I think it's a lightsaber now, too.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. Let us know if you think it's a lightsaber. Because it probably is.
1: Send us an email. Hopefully we'll get that question answered and we we'll would be like, oh, no way.
0: But I know, that would be great. But yeah, this this definitely felt like... um It's just sort of like, this is where everyone is, but you have a couple episodes where we have a heist, we have a prison break. We have the, the getting ready for the prison break break mon or getting ready for the heist montage, you know? So there's like, there's a lot of high, high action episodes in this season. You got to have a couple that. Uh, set other things up right and and that's sort of like star wars way of doing it this this, the episode right before the last episode always seems to be letting you know like nothing really happens because something big is going to happen right that's how i feel most of star wars seasons go this one just happens to have a bunch of other really cool things in the middle
1: yeah it certainly does so I think it's um this episode I was kind of like I got my kind of like ooh nice interaction kind of moment yeah. but I was like oh it's over um, yeah seems a little anticlimactic
0: <laughs> right like
1: oh the they, season finale is next week okay it makes sense
0: they got off of the island uh luthan is still out doing stuff uh and now he's still out doing stuff right uh, <laughs> mon mothma had a conversation in her sitting room again you know like that's basically what happened
1: i wonder how how much of like a wrap-up we are really gonna get in the season finale like i can yeah. imagine like Leda gets betrothed and you know cassian and luthan get back together that kind of thing and like what happens on Ferrex, but like they're also going they're, you're expecting that they're going to cliffhanger this thing for season 2. Oh, right? for
0: sure. There's just isn't enough unless it's a 2-hour episode.
1: I saw I saw something. It's it's the last episode supposed to be about 55 minutes.
0: Okay. A little longer than the others then. Yeah. Well, Wednesday.
1: Oh god, it's going to be so good. I I
0: may, I might watch this one on Wednesday.
1: Um, I would be thrilled if you did that.
0: I could probably do that.
1: Probably could.
0: Well, if you made it this far, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Again, you can email us with your comments, concerns, queries, mediocreconversations at com. We promise we'll answer back or talk about it. Indeed, we will. Thank you.
1: You trying to get me to do the thing? Yeah. And may the force be with you.